Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Welcome back to another week of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And we are talking about circuses this week. Yes. Something like that, right? Because we work in a circus. We do sort of work in a circus. We have a lot of fun here. Hopefully everybody can tell that. But the circus reference comes from the movie, The Greatest Showman. And my daughters and my wife have seen it in the theater several times. They have rented the movie several times. So during the Memorial Day washout, it was a Monday night, and we said, hey, you know, what can we do? Why don't we rent a movie? And they said, The Greatest Showman. And I said, well, I've never seen it. My father-in-law had never seen it. And I said, let's just buy this movie already because we've- we've, Already paid enough in rental fees. But- I loved the movie. Isn't it wonderful? I loved it for so many reasons, but you know me. I love a team of misfits. Yes. I just love them because it's just the scrappiness. It's the fight and claw and figure it out that I was drawn to and loved. And all the other singing and stuff was fun and great and watching the kids do. But I love that about it. So we're talking about misfits in this episode, right, Lisa? That is correct. Which the one thing that I always love is, and this is totally going to be one of those taking us down a rabbit hole moments, but... There's a phrase called the Island of Misfit Toys, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I know it's the reference, but I always love companies that refer to themselves as we're an island of misfit toys. So I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase before, but it's the way that everyone works together and everyone outside of that organization or that role is more of a misfit. But when you put them all together, it works. And I think that that is a piece of what we're talking and about you know, today. When you, you know when you walk into an organization and it feels like there are no misfits there? Everything fits too much and it feels just too tight perfect. and gross yeah. and perfect. And yeah. Then you go to the misfit companies. It still works, but there's a little swagger and there's a little attitude. And you got some person's got their attitude over here. And I love, love that about it. My favorite quote of the movie was that no one ever made a difference by being like everyone else. Just loved it. I love that. I also love the quote from Mad Men. Don Draper said, success comes from standing out not by fitting in. Yep. And I think that's what we're talking about today is how to be a misfit, how to stand out and be successful. Yeah. So let's go down this path, right? Well, one of the things is quit thinking about being acceptable to everyone. And I think that that is one of the highlights of The Greatest Showman, which we were talking about earlier, is that you have P.T. Barnum, who was scrappy and he came up with nothing, nothing. And he was already a misfit. He had nothing to lose. But then you have the Zach Efron character. Oh, yeah. Everything to lose. Because the circle he was in, they had created this conformity these rules that he just had to play by. 
And when you do that, when you allow somebody else to define the rules for you, it limits you. And it's really a terrible place to be because down deep, everyone has a deep desire to be liked. But if you place your desire to be liked above your desire to have the impact that you know you can have, you're not going to be happy. No, and you're not going to be nearly as successful. No. I think that there are a couple of examples. For example, Richard Branson. He is the perfect P.T. Barnum of the Well, let's the go back through P.T. Barnum because anybody has not seen this movie. First of all, let me say that the movie, I've heard that they made this reference about the movie and that he was really not this super nice guy and whatever. Let's just speak we're about- We're going to go with the nice, positive maybe tense. So he's this scrappy, came from nothing, always had a dream, always had a vision, falls in love with this daughter of a wealthy man who's a society person. And he didn't think that they could get married because- He didn't fit. He didn't fit. And he fought and clawed and found his way. And the way that he found his way, the way he started getting traction was by where are the misfits? How are the misfits going to help me get where I want? Because I've got to go get in the back of the line with everybody else and play the society game. Not his deal, right? And then the curveballs over and over and over again, and he just figured it out. At one point, he had highly leveraged in this building that he had built where everything was happening, and they figure out that it burns. It's like over, and he says, we don't need a building. We'll take it on the road. All I need is a tent. And I'm like, yes, that's a figure it out. I love it. That's a figure it out moment. It's just excellent because if all you've known is complying with what everybody else has always done, when your back's against the wall, you won't be able to figure it out. You need to be a misfit in order to be able to think about things differently, not fall into everybody else's rules and just kind of claw your way, find your way. So be a bit of a misfit. There's a little bit of a theme here. I see that. Yeah. Yes. So we have Richard Branson, who's a yes. bit of a misfit. Yes. And then we have- Not anymore. Now he's not, like idolized, right? That's one of the points. And we're going to talk about this in another episode. So I don't want to go too deep into it. We can go, we can tease it. Right? Okay, well, Tee let's up. tease it for okay. a minute. Because I think one of the things that P.T. Barnum and Richard Branson and Gary Vee and all of these people that are successful- At some point, they were just starting out, and they had people telling them it couldn't be done, or it couldn't be done the way they wanted to do it because you just don't do things that way. It's not the way it's done. Not the way it's done. Yeah. And then they actually break the mold. They're a misfit. They do something different, and they become successful. And now the whole world looks up to them and is like, oh, man, that is awesome. He had a brilliant idea, and it was successful, and wow, look at how he rocks the world. But at the very beginning, people were looking at him going, dude, you can't do it this way. Richard Branson, when you see him, what do you think of? What is it about the brand that he's created? Well, I think it is the brand that he's created. And I think that- But when you see him, what's the first thing that jumps out at you? That he's cool. Right. That he's cool and fun. For me, it's his smile. That dude has fun. And whatever he does, he makes it fun. But it started with, I'm going to do it this way. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not the way it's done. Eh, this is the way I'm going to do it. Over time, he's built that brand for himself. And everything that he enters into, and I think he owns like 300 companies something or something. Something like that. Everything that he enters into, 
He takes that same concept, that same misfit brand, and boom, drops it in on a new industry. And he knew what he wanted worked. to represent from the very beginning. And he knew he wanted to disrupt things and do it his way. And once he did it once, he just replicated it across industries. Same brand. Great just example. Replicating it across right, give industries. Give me another example. Well, Gary V and the Gary wine. V. All right. So if you guys, for some of you don't know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Russian immigrant. His father owned a liquor store. His father moved here and worked basically for his uncle in the liquor store, then eventually went on to buy his own liquor store. Gary grew up working in the liquor store for his father and just every weekend just work, 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 work. So his dad gave him a little bit of a marketing budget and his father was looking at him like this whole internet thing. I don't know. Well, Gary V decided that he was going to do things differently. Basically, they were a discount liquor store, so it's not like the high society people were looking up at him already, right? But if you look at the way they describe wine, Gary Vaynerchuk said, I don't think this relates to people. So he got on YouTube very early on. He got a camera and he would taste wine. He would say, this tastes like dirt or this tastes like tire. And he described it in words where people were like, I taste a little tire and that's a riot, right? <laughs> And so he ran with it and it blew up. And he's done this with everything that he's done. He just hits you in the mouth with the truth. And he's not worried about being a misfit. He was a misfit. And then he goes into the advertising agency industry, right? And they're all like, well, you can't do that here. And they all say, oh, look, it's the YouTube boy coming over here trying to take on this. And now he's crushing it there. Happens to be a name of one of his books, but he's just killing it, right? Because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. But again, I think it goes back to you're a misfit. You have a vision. You know what you want to do. You go after it no matter what everybody says. And then you're successful. And everybody looks at you and like, oh, yeah, that's great. You're successful. I think Richard Branson did it with brand. Gary Vee does it with making things available for everyone. He made wine relatable to the masses. Yeah. That's really what he did. And now he's doing that across different industries. And by the way, by taking the chance of being a misfit in the wine industry and describing wine in a way that related to people and putting himself out there in a way that nobody had ever done, he grew that wine company from $3 million to like $60 million. And then he went on to do this other endeavor. It's just fascinating when you don't follow along, when you've got the gut that says, I think we need to represent something different, and we got to be different, go be that misfit. You take the last example for us. I love, love, love this example. <laughs> I love, love, love this example too. I love the example of Live Oak Bank and Chip Mahan. They started looking at the financial industry after Dodd-Frank, and there's massive consolidation with bank mergers and acquisitions, and bankers are just keep doing what they're doing the same way. And he looked at it completely different and said, how can I change this model so that I don't have limited geography and so that I can offer products? Now, those of you that are listening that may be bankers are going to say, oh, yes, well, he was just an SBA lender. Okay, well, just like Richard Branson just had one business and Gary Vee just did wine education, they started with doing SBA lending across the country, and now they are completely 
as Gary Vee says, crushing it because they are growing exponentially and they're doing all sorts. All they did was use that single point of entry as a foothold, right? To change the model. To change the model. And the reason that we couldn't do that is because they went straight to the excuse and not to what was he thinking differently? How did he make that happen? And how can we be more like that? Instead, the reason we can't be more like that. That is the opposite of misfit. That is compliance. That's the, what are people going to think of me? Oh, completely. You can't change the world. And they're changing the world. I mean, I think that's like an everyday real world example of someone who said, I got to change the way this model looks. How can I look at this differently? And then once they were successful with a model, they're enlarging it across an entire industry. Live Oak Bank, I can't wait. In five years, okay, in 2023, live I'm marking my calendar now. Okay, okay. People are going to say, oh my gosh, how come everyone else was missing it? Because they are blowing up. So we're getting close to our time. Let's talk about some tips that you can do to encourage the misfit. Encourage the misfit. Well, I think that a couple of ways is just how Richard Branson and Gary Vee and P.T. Barnum did it, right? You want to create a brand. In other words, you know what you want to represent. Because once you do that in one industry, you can do it a lot of different ways. Yes, and I think this is worthy of a pause here because by misfit, we don't mean go be an idiot. Definitively not. You're right. What we mean is know what you want. And even if no one else does it, If it's the brand that you represent, then go for it. A lot of people get confused with brands. It's something simple for us. And we think about the brand that we want you to think about when you listen to the Cage Vision podcast. Yeah, the personality. What do you want you to see, think, feel? So for Cage Vision, we want you to see, think, feel, hear, encouragement and confidence around building your business. It's really that simple. And so everything that we talk about, everything that we represent, everything that we write about, different posts, it's all around that one sort of brand, right? Yes. So brand's number one. Brand number one. Two, relating. Make it for everyone. Now, I can also turn this around and say, potentially make it for a small niche of people, right? You have to choose. But I think that what PT did, Richard, Gary, Live Oak Bank, is that they're making it for everyone. Okay, so you first have to start with someone, Yes. But then make it relatable to that someone, very, very relatable. And then you can expand and translate it. So, Gary V, he wasn't making it relatable to someone that was in a wine club and lived in an upper New York apartment, you know, or condo. They weren't watching YouTube and Gary V, right? That wasn't his audience. But he opened up an entirely new market, sort of like our top golf. Yes. So those of you who haven't listened to last week's episode, we talked about the twin brothers in England who started Top Golf, and they did exactly what we're talking about is they're on a driving range and they're going, how do I make this different? How do I change the model? And from that, they created Top Golf. So exactly great example of what we're talking about. Yes. And then the third is exactly that change the model. So brand, relating, make it for everyone, and then change the model. Look at it differently. Which is really goes back to the live oak example. Yes. Just because it's always done this way doesn't mean we have to do it that way, right? So you think of banks, 
and you think of the old traditional bank, and then you think about, we're going to be an internet-only bank. And then here comes Live Oak, and like, we're neither. And that neither misfit, it's not the claim that an internet bank was, which is, we're a disruptor and we're going to take over the world. And it's not the old way. It's sort of a very elegant blend of the two. It's got very relationship-driven, deeply rooted relationships based on knowledge of the core customer. And it's firing off on really, really the latest technology, which is amazing. Completely amazing. So our encouragement today, give you the confidence to be a misfit. That's it. Go be a misfit. Don't let someone else define you. Go out there, build your brand, make it relatable, and challenge things. Now, listen, if you want encouragement and confidence on building your business, keep listening. If you want that and you are ready to go, you are ready to have a conversation with us, we would love to talk to you. You can email me, C-R-O-M-E, at Cypress Resources. Or if you want a faster response, I'm not going to give you my text. You could text me, right? 205-533-4141. Or... Did you just give out your cell phone number? I don't care. Oh, my gosh. If you want a faster response via email, email lbeck, B-E-C-K, at cypressresources.com. And what we do is we just explore, hey, what are you thinking? Kind of have a quick conversation to figure out if we're the right group to help you or not. And if we are, we kind of explore that. So thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, just like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business.